Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Brockton, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, John Fortes. Uh, thanks for having me, Victor. I'm excited to be here. Great to have you here. So, John, you've been investing in real estate for some time and you've been putting together syndications. Why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey? Excellent. Yeah. So uh, thanks for having me. And uh, the real background is I went through uh, analysis by paralysis. I tried to study the stock game market. And the only thing that really made sense for me was real estate because I saw the value with my own home and just kind of doing repairs and seeing the force appreciation. So we went off and invested in our first single family home. And then I realized immediately while the asset was under contract, I didn't want to do single families because I, everything that was coming to me in that time was multifamily. So I started exploring multifamily excessively and rapidly. About five months after the single family home purchase, I invested with a, a few, few of my partners in a 62 unit. About six months after that, we syndicated our first 41 unit. And then later on in the year, in 2019, we, we partnered on a 500 unit. And then recently, we just exited from the 41 unit. So we've done a lot in a short amount of time, and it's just been ongoing learning experience. So yeah, that, that's kind of like sums it up quickly. I love that. Not a lot of people go from doing a single family home into multifamily in one step. And what was it that gave you the courage to do that? A lot of people are scared by making that first step. Well, I, I understand that uh, economies of scale and eventually I would have got there because of basically almost that's the path of everybody, single families and multifamilies because you want to scale quickly. So I knew I wanted to scale quickly, but I didn't know exactly when. But when everything started coming around, it's like the universe just putting everything in motion for me. So I just said, all right, let's quickly pivot to this. So we invested in myself, invested in education. I already took the step that I was invested in real estate. So I just needed to keep going with it. But it's just a bigger scale. Everything you hear from everybody, and it's absolutely true. It's the same work as you would do in something smaller. So yeah, just uh, captured all of that and just started moving forward. I love that. And today you're doing syndications. So there's obviously a lot of moving parts in this business. There's the construction, there's the repositioning of the assets, there's the value add. There's the whole part having to do with building relationships with investors, with putting together the syndication. How did you get that put together in such a short time period? Getting to know people, building relationships and trust and partnerships. So a lot of it is character driven and you got to have a good keen sense of how people are, right? Going forward, what's funny is for me to partner with someone, I have to know them a little bit longer because partnerships are marriages. It's just with money involved and it's different on a business sense. So going forward with partnerships, I have to get to know you as far as partnering with you on a syndication deal that we're going to take down together, right? So building relationships, and that's how I came across my partners. I have long-standing relationships with them. But as far as partnering with investors, there are different processes for people that are trying to get into you know, opportunities that I come, come by. What kind of partnerships we're looking for? If we're talking about uh, trying to syndicate a deal together, I'm built, it's a longer process than it is with people just looking like busy professionals looking to explore a hands-off investing approach to real estate. One view of the world, and certainly a view that I share, is that 
raising the capital in one respect is the easy part, that in fact the hard part is the execution of the projects, putting together that full team, because at the end of the day, the money gets delivered by the performance of the asset, and that really comes down to execution, getting the right team in place. How did you do that? How did you put that together? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, making sure you're understanding the market. So what I mean by that is I underwrite a lot of deals and I've been proficient at that. But when I see opportunities come across, I like to make sure that the business plan is realistic. I invest in markets, I understand it. So it's not like saying a rule of thumb of uh, 400 per unit needs to be renovated. I, I don't go by that. I go a little bit deeper. If I know the market and I really understand it, I could really have a sense that it, it's really going to take 600 per unit instead of 400 per unit to get it to market rate rents. So it's, it's trusting my abilities and knowing the markets and the research that I've done, me and my team, and also making sure we have a boots on the ground person as well, but a trusted property management company as well to be able to help with everything because essentially your trusted third-party management is really going to help you implement the business plan. And you can't hand them a business plan that's unrealistic than what you've already underwritten for. Because one, this is what I like to tell people, property management companies are going to say yes, just to take your business, but also they're going to underperform because you gave them something that's not realistic to the business plan. That's why I make, I make sure our team goes back and forth with the property management company before we undertake anything. And that's a lot of moving parts, like you said, but it's a lot of uh, keeping everything in sync with everybody along the process saying, hey, this is what we're looking to do. This is what we did on this project. Can we implement this two miles down the road? And it's realistic because you've already done it two miles down the road. So it's a lot of moving parts with kind of keeping all the communications in flow and making sure everything's in real time. And, you know, every, time is crucial in those type of uh, situations. Yeah, that's a great question. Like you, I'm a little bit cautious about the stock market. I'm actually more than cautious. I'm actually don't believe that the stock market is going to deliver great returns over the next decade. And I think a lot of investors are wondering about that as well. How do you decide to take someone who's only invested in stocks and bonds for most of their life, if, they, if they're interested in investing in real estate, how do you qualify them as being even an appropriate fit for a real estate investment? Oh, that's a great question because I, I, after we approve them, if they are approved, the decision is on them. I usually tell them, if you see an opportunity, ask questions, explore but don't jump into the first thing you see. Take your time. There's plenty of deals to go around. There'll be plenty of deals in the future. Just don't rush into anything. But if you're coming from the stock market and you have maybe analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis, trust your instincts. You got here for a reason. You got this far for a reason. You got to the investor portal for, you know, by a process. So just continue on that process. And it's not going to take uh, one deal. But also, the minimum investment is usually 50000 in a deal. Some can handle it, some can't. But if you're coming from the stock market and you're divesting out of the stock market, you're not doing it entirely, like in, in whole. So you're not taking your whole stock market portfolio and investing in real estate. You're usually breaking it down and divesting it in pieces. So it's not so much how, it's when. It's actually when you're going to do it. And you got to take those steps that you've already taken to Potentially, for instance, Victor, they've all been through the call with you. And now it's just taking that next step of when you put the deal in front of them, it's their turn to now say, this is the right deal that fits my criteria. I'm going to move forward with it. So it's, it's a process of 
being a little bit more hands-on with that, but also knowing which opportunities fit your criteria and just having the mindset that you've got here for a reason. So continue on with the process, just follow through. Investors love certainty. In fact, people in general love certainty, but investors in particular, and my goodness, we're in a very uncertain time right now. We've seen 8% of mortgages across the country, uh, either in some form of financial distress, either in forbearance or in outright default. We've got uh, also millions of properties where tenants are behind in their rent payments, that none of them have been evicted because of the moratoriums on evictions. What are you communicating with your investors today based on these very fluid market conditions? Victor, that's a great question. A couple of our tenants have been furloughed and we've actually went back and we're going back right now. We're at 90% occupancy, but we also know what our break-even occupancy, which is extremely lower than that. But we want to keep those existing tenants. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and offer some concessions for them to keep them in place because it spends, spends more marketing dollars to, to get a new tenant. There's other ways to look at it as well too, because you can free up those units and renovate them but we rather keep them in place at this time. But we buy on three principles. There's cash flow, there's long-term fixed rate debt, so we know what our expenses are going to be, and our cash reserves. We have a really, really good amount of uh, cash reserves to make sure we can weather economical situations like this. I hope that answers your question. I love that. I love that. Well, John, if folks want to connect, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way? Sure. You can reach out to me at johnfortes.com, J-O-H-N-F-O-R-T-E-S.com. Or I have my own podcast regarding uh, passive investors. We, we help with the passive investor experience. We talk about what the onboarding process looks like, how to find sponsors, how to go out and network, how to build investor confidence. And that's it. Uh, that's what I do at uh, PassiveInvestorShow.com. Fantastic. Well, for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to John at JohnFortes.com, J-O-H-N-F-O-R-T-E-S.com. And definitely check out the Passive Investor Show on your favorite podcasting platforms. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.